Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nico from Boardstock. I just wanted to tell you guys, hey, thank you so much for your support. Really goes a long way. Sorry to interrupt the episode at the beginning. I just want to let you know, if you could leave a rating and review specifically on iTunes, it really goes a long way. It really helps the channel grow. really helps the podcast get to more people. And yeah, I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. I'm loving doing this these episodes, and so is Marcus. And yeah, please rate, review on iTunes, and love you all. Enjoy. Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Nico, and welcome to Porch Talk, episode 31. I had my good friend Cole, who is also a tattoo artist at Endless Ink. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. With Cole, I really wanted to see... From his point of view, what it was like being a young parent, me being a young parent myself, I have, I had a lot of questions. Then we went into his life story, and then finally we ended up on the topic of tattooing. So, really great episode. Don't miss out on it. Listen all the way through. And remember, the giveaway is still going on, so make sure you guys... Rate and review on iTunes, and follow the social medias. Other than that, enjoy. My big question for like just the start of this: How old your How old your daughter? When did you have your daughter? Uh, I had her when she was twenty, or when I was twenty-one. Um, and a lot of people like were freaking out about it, like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know. Um, but. I look at it the bright side, man. Like, she's, you know, by the time I'm 40, she'll be, or yeah, she'll be 18. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, I, I have so much time to do whatever the hell I want when I'm when I'm older, you know. So yeah, that and I'll be able to enjoy a lot more stuff with her, which I, you know, just I don't know, just I love being a young parent, man. I can just relate to her so much more. Oh no, and I completely understand. I think that's why I think we connect on a deeper level because I have a son too. He just turned two last month and I just wanted to know your your come up to get to that point where you became a father what was going through your mind and all that <laughs> we actually um we decided to have her um before I was a full-time tattoo artist I actually used to weld um I was working for GE Aviation which was all aerospace mm-hmm. which is uh, it's TIG welding which is just it's so much hand-eye coordination and uh I, like, we were just at such a good point in life at such a young age. And, like, I made just so much money um, mm-hmm. where we just sat down one night. And actually, it was, like, right after my grandma passed. So, like, I don't want to say that it, it 100% had to deal with that. But, like, definitely fed in to the, to the want to have a child. Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, we sat down one night and we just discussed it. And she was on board. And then... You know, I don't know, from there, like, my whole mindset just started to change slowly to, like, I know I'm going to be a dad, and mm-hmm. I don't know, there there was never a time where I got, like, scared, I, dur- like, I, I sat there and watched everything during the, uh, the birthing process, I yeah. watched, I was right there just watching everything, and, uh, I don't know, man, like, I, I loved it, it was... It was an amazing experience just to watch your child come into the world. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I completely, completely agree and understand. Um, so let's let's take a step backwards. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Piqua? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I grew up in Piqua, um, lived all over Piqua to be honest. I've I've lived like in one year. I think me and my me and my mom and my sister moved thirteen times in one year, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was just you know. I mean, it was my mom. Uh, she was a single mother for ever, you know, until I was thirteen when she met my my dad. Um, she did a lot of shit by her she had three jobs at one point man so oh my it was like gosh at times we barely got to see her but honestly like that's why i got my throat piece is is uh to represent because we're we're native american in my family and i wanted a native american warrior on my throat to represent like how strong she was so um yeah man um but yeah and then she she ended up meeting my dad I mean, you know, technical aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's my dad, nonetheless. And when she met him, man, that's when my life took a change for the better, to be honest. Um, I stopped hanging out with these. At, at my time, back in, when I was young, dude, I was smoking fucking weed on the of school bus. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on the school on bus? On the school bus, man. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I just got with these these guys that were in... Uh, you know, a couple grades older than me, and they were they were going nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, we just smoked on the back of the school bus. So I, I was just I wasn't running with a good crowd at all. And then we met, or my mom met my dad, and they they were together for a while, and then they just ended up saying like, either you can stay in Piqua, you know, stay with the people that you know, or you can go to Miami East and fresh start, or you know, start fresh. And honestly, I used to get my ass beat in Piqua. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Dude would just, and I, I was too nice. Like I wouldn't stand up for myself. I thought mm-hmm. confrontation. I just avoided it at all costs. And uh, like, actually had I won't say any names, but I actually had this kid that I was really close to. He ended up pushing my head through a freaking window in the bathroom. You know that like? Yeah. It's like that painted glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pushed my head through the damn window. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. and I like I didn't do anything. I just sat there. And like I started crying, and I ran to the fucking office. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, so let's let's take a step back. So your school life, you were you were smoking pot on in the back of the school bus. But other than that, you were did you keep to yourself? Did you? Oh yeah, I was such an outcast, man. The grades were shitty. Uh, I just I hated everything that did like, dealt with school. Like I just I really I've honestly I've never been like social. Like, I've always had this awkwardness, but, like, tattooing, being here, like, this is the place where I just feel at most at home. So, like, talking to people all the time is a must for this job. And, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all just because, like, the end result I know is going to be me tattooing or discussing about a tattoo. And I just, I love, love tattoos. Okay, okay. So, at that point where the person pushed your head through the window, was that high school, middle school? Uh, that was junior high. All right, so that was yeah. middle school. So, was there any big change from middle school to high school? Did did your mindset change any, or did the people around you help you change? Uh, yeah, man. Once I I actually moved out to Miami East. Once uh, I think it was my eighth grade year, uh, moved out to Miami East, and yeah, man, like just a whole different environment of people, and I wasn't really accepted by any means at first, just mm-hmm. because, dude, I. I wore chucks, flat bills, like, and I'm going to an all redneck school. Yeah. Like, yeah. On another level, did not fit in. And, uh, you know, I just, honestly, I kept to myself until I ended up going to uh, the CTC, which is a vocational school for mm-hmm. welding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I went to CTC as well for veterinary science. Oh, so yeah, I know yeah. exactly where I yeah, know exactly yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah. And uh, I went there, um, started started welding, started getting really good, um, went out on a couple jobs, you know, through the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean, during this process, I, I honestly I wanted to go into the military, the Marine Corps actually, and I ended up getting one too many tattoos. So oh really? Yeah, I was I wasn't allowed to go. I was two weeks away from boot camp, and and my recruiter called me and he was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." And I was like, "Fuck, like what do I do?" And he was like, "Well, have you ever thought about the army?" And like like when you have your mindset being like the top of mm-hmm. the list, badass, like when anything he told me else that, is like dude, demeaning, I, I, I laughed and walked out. Like, yeah, and then dude for the next couple of weeks i'm like fuck like what am i gonna do because like throughout high school dude, that was my plan was like marine corps you know like that was it why why marine corps my grandpa which actually is the i got his dog tags that was my first tattoo on my ribs okay um, he was in the army he went to vietnam and just something about that man just like how i looked up to him made mm-hmm. me want to be I want to say better than him, you know, in, yeah. in any that sense. Live up to his expectations of you. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And then the Marines, man, I just, I was a tough little fucker growing up. I mean, <laughs> other than, like, once I moved out to Miami's, man, and, like, my dad was like, look, either you stick up for yourself or they're just going to whoop your ass just like they did at Piqua. And I was like, shit, all right. And then, dude, I have Native American, so getting mixed up with... Latino or you know mm-hmm. not they would always call me uh which is a racist term but beaner like oh yeah all yeah, yeah. the time yeah. man and like it, it got to the point to where it just blew up inside of me and I just waylaid the shit out of this kid one day and then everybody stopped fucking with me everybody just like left me and alone. that's the like, beautiful thing yeah, about it yeah. man yeah man they, they backed up and they're like whoa <laughs> like he's small but damn <laughs> But so when you when you made the transition to this career technical center, why welding out of all the other things? Was that just the thing that stood out to you like, oh man, that that would be a cool option or did you did you have a like something in your mind saying, oh, like welding would be the way to go? Uh well, funny story because I actually when, you know, you fill out the application to go to the CTC, um they you have like your top choice and they give you two other choices just in case you don't make it to the first one um my first choice was the rotc because i wanted to be in the marine corps yeah um second choice and the only reason i uh even applied for or put it down was because one of my best friends was going into welding and i was just like oh shit i'll just be able to kick it with him for the next two years (laughs) and then i didn't there were so many spots for the uh rotc and so I ended up getting placed in welding. And then a week later, he drops out of welding and goes to, I think it was electrical. And I was like, dude, damn. <laughs> like you, just left me, you just left me here. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh, okay. And so, dude, I was in it for like two months. And the, the you know, and I started getting kind of close with these guys. Like, dude, you're around each other a lot. Oh, yeah. And... You know, some of them were pretty cool. I honestly didn't like a couple of them that later in life I became best friends with. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I got called into the office and they were like, like the two months into it, they were like, well, a spot just opened up in the, the ROTC program if you want to go into there. And I just like, 
just sat there like dumbfounded like holy hell like but i kind of like these dudes so i don't mm-hmm. know you know what i should do and then he was like well i need a answer by third period so i went to my other two classes and i didn't tell anybody i was just like i'm gonna really think about it and then I don't know, I was just, like, looking at my, my helmet that was sitting on my desk, and it had this, like, cool clown thing that I drew into it, and I was like, man, I'll be able to, like, do, do this kind of stuff all the time, as opposed to if I'm in the ROTC, I won't be able to express myself through our, throughout art whatsoever. Yeah, at all. So, the, honestly, like, just seeing the designs on my helmet, <laughs> like, was a done deal that, like, I, at least some way I can be artistic in, in, in this field compared to the other. So I, That's, That is awesome. Yeah, and yeah. throughout this whole time, were you drawing? Were you doing any? Uh, yeah, I started, I honestly started tattooing when I was 16. Um, my biological father, he, he did this sketchy, sketchy at home bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. and not like Johnny's way of doing yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. the professional aspect, but he just did it in the most horrible way possible. So I was always kind of around the environment. Um, but yeah, like it's, it, I don't know. I, I've always, I've always loved to draw. I've always loved to like wood burn. Like that's a mm-hmm. real big thing for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never thought it would ever take to the, the possibility of me being a tattoo artist like ever like permanent permanent things when people skin like oh yeah that's freak me out. <laughs> not only not only that you make i mean everybody in this place really makes the most badass tattoos in my opinion yeah, like you. i i i've gone to one other place and it was over in Ingl- inglewood i got herd tattooed on my side it is the sketchiest looking thing ever <laughs> i've been i've been meaning to go to johnny to get it fixed up but Anyway, I mean, especially I've seen a lot of your artwork. I know people who who go to you to get their tattoos done, and it's just you guys, you and everybody else do a phenomenal job here, and I think that's that's something that you should be proud of. Oh yeah, dude! Like, and it's the craziest thing um, that I've ever dealt with as far as like with just my career with tattooing is the growth of other people, like. Charmaine's only been tattooing for two years. Like I was, I was tattooing. I was literally sitting in my tattoo station tattooing this chick when I saw Charmaine walk in the old shop. Like I saw her mm-hmm. walk in, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I remember that girl from school when I used to go to Pickle, and I was like, "That's crazy." And then a couple months, then I think it's like a, a week later, no, two weeks later, she she ended up work, started working for us, and like just to see the progression in two years, man would it she has a straight gift dude it is insane and i like that's that's what makes us different than in any other tattoo shop man it's like we we actually care about the artist progression and other artists and where they're at how to build them to be a better artist like we don't just like come to work and we deal with each other like, yeah it's it's a real family vibe dude and yeah and and i think you do very well bringing that family vibe into your clientele as well like oh yeah i i literally walked in haven't been in haven't been in here when people were here in a long while last time i was in here was with johnny a couple weeks or last week and everybody was like oh what's up nico and they they still remember my name and it's just it's it's that type of feeling that really makes people stay and makes people want to come back on top of the fantastic artwork that you guys do and i mean it's it's a real special place but anyway getting back to your life so you get out of ctc you i'm guessing you land a welding job from uh doing a what's it called a uh 
I know what you're talking. I was trying to think of it earlier. Where you're working, but like you're getting work school. placement. Yeah. yeah, work placement type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So did you land a job off of that, or did uh, you have to go job searching? No, actually, uh, my uncle already worked for this place uh, called Peerless Food Equipment. It's in Sydney, Ohio, and I actually stayed with them for like three years, pretty much. Everything, cause I dicked off in high school, man. Like I did, no one. As do most people. Yeah, man. There's just it was a lot of, just a lot of weed to be completely honest, <laughs> and just lack of just enthusiasm and motivation. But um, uh, he ended up saying like, dude, you know, if you're serious and you want to take a shot at it, like you're more than welcome. And also, I was terrified because the one thing that we in the, in the CTC that we we all dicked on dicked off on which was our blueprint uh, reading class they we just we all just pissed off and the teacher ended up saying like fine i'm done like i'm not gonna teach you guys oh shit shit. so it got to it got that bad yeah 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 we took it as like a study hall and we just like you know it was so stupid but in later in life, they were, that was one of the requirements for every freaking welding job was you need to mm-hmm. be able to read these blueprints. So what went into it, and the guy that was actually giving me my test was a really good friend of my uncle's. And, like, I'm looking up at him. I'm like, dude, I can weld it. Just show me what I need to do. And, you know, he definitely was not allowed to do that. But <laughs> he showed me how to do it. I ran some solid beats for him, and I got the job. And I kept it for about three years and you know still always maintained like i've always used to watch johnny from day one man like as soon as i met him there was just something about how him. did you meet actually i don't know um it was actually through a mutual friend of mine um his name's well, i couldn't say his name um but it, it, of both of ours he's a good friend of both of ours and he's also another tattoo artist so i started getting a lot of my early work done from him and then in that transition <clears throat> is when I actually started going to Phytopia because I found out my little one of my little brothers was doing some dumb shit. And I was like, look, I'll pay for your first month here if you stop. And he agreed. So that's when I met Johnny, was at the gym. And I don't know, like the more and more I went every week at the like end of class, he would just sit there and talk about art- artwork and mm-hmm. like how he was doing throughout his apprenticeship and doing it like, I would stay an extra like hour, hour and a half, almost two hours, just listening to him talk about art, dude. And then I don't know, I just I finally got to a point where I was like, dude, like I I want tattooed by him. So it was just a nonstop thing, dude. I was always at his house, like, <laughs> dude. I was annoying the shit out of him, but I was just I was always just so interested in it, man. And he ended up. Uh, you know creating endless ink like I, I i stepped away for a while man i can't tell you how many times like I, I sent johnny a text like hey dude do you want to buy my tattoo shit just because like i i was always taught especially from johnny that you don't ever half-ass anything you do in life especially tattoos yeah you, you just you don't man you'll never progress you'll always be in this rut to where you can't get out of it and i i felt at a certain a couple of times that i was just half-assing everything so I'd send Johnny and that other guy a text, like, hey, I think I'm both selling my shit. But uh, thank God it never did, man. Like, I yeah, always, that's awesome. I always kept it. And like, just something about it, even like when we talked about like price and you know when they were going to come pick it up, I just I could never go through with it. And I was like, nah, nah, never mind. Like, I'll keep it. But yeah, man. 
That's intense. That's intense. So, you're you landed the three. You just said three years with your uncle, right? Mm. Welding. After that, you went on your own. Well, during that three year year period, you met up with Johnny, obviously. Yeah. And after your three years were done at the at welding at your uncle's place, what did you do from there? Um, that's when I made the transition to GE Aviation, and okay. I wanted to take a more serious route to welding. Like I wanted to be, because I like, dude. I don't know if you are, you know, knowledge at all about the welding industry, but like oh, they, yes. they, um, they actually like their Instagrams and shit like that. They have like it, it's it's almost an art form, man. Like mm-hmm. just oh, how no, perfect to get definitely. that bead. Yeah. And just something about that like attracted me, like to always try and get the best bead I possibly could, or you know, to get that shine off of it. So I took it as a challenge, and to be certified and all this other stuff, dude, is like it's a big deal. So at t- at twenty years old, I went and got certified through GE, Avi- GE Aviation. You know, to weld on aeros, you know, all airplane coolant systems, all that shit, which is like risky as hell because if you end up using the wrong wire on a certain part and you knew about it, you were just like, ah, fuck it, I don't want to walk and go get the other wire. Did you and and it sends out and it blows up in the airplane or whatever the case is, you can be federally prosecuted for yeah. that. And I'm like, dude, for for the time that I was there, it just freaked me out. And I'm like you know if i mess up one time i'm going to prison man mm-hmm. like no but yeah um i started started welding there uh which was third shift that was like the worst oh man it was horrible dude that was the first third shift job i've ever had yeah third shift jobs are not the way to go i know no. people have to do them sometimes but man it's just it's not good for your health it's not good no. for your social life your love life anything right. it's not good for anything yeah and that's that's a big reason why me and my my child's mother just it was just it was so much stress because mm-hmm. I was I was welding third shift so I had to be there at like nine fifteen at night and then I wouldn't get off to like six o'clock in the morning and then I'd go home sleep for two hours wake up at eight o'clock go straight to the, the old tattoo shop and then I would tattoo all fucking day until about like seven six or seven and then I would uh, jump back in the car run home. And then make sure I had time to spend with, you know, her and my daughter. Like, I just, I that that was a priority to me to make sure that I had time to spend with him. And then, um, I, I don't know, man, just after so much, it, it's, dude, the, the tattoo industry is very hard on relationships. Oh, you yeah. You know, Johnny's podcast, you know, the conversation you had with Johnny, it, it is, I've lost so many relationships because of this job. But, like, it, it's as, as bad as it hurts and as bad as it sucks at that time, man, like, I, can't, I don't think I'll ever be able to get away from tattooing. Yeah, like, and not just... only that, not only that, it shows you who actually cares. And right, I mean, right. I, I know that's kind of crappy to say, but who, who out of the relationships you've had, whether it be friends or fan or uh, or like intimate relationships, mm-hmm. it shows you who's who's true to you. Right. Because absolutely. if it's gonna work, it's gonna work if you're tattooing for twelve hours, thirteen hours a day. Or if you're not, I mean, either way, with friendship or with friends and everything, I, I don't know how many times I had to say no to my friends because I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning to go work, uh, be a trainer at my gym and train right. people. And everybody's like, well, you're you're lame, screw yeah. you, oh, that yeah. type of stuff. And I mean, as much as they say that, they still are my close, closest friends. But 
I definitely, I definitely see it is a blessing and a curse in in your field. Okay. I definitely see that. Yeah, dude, and there, like I say this to the apprentices all the time, man. Like, you will find out like who your who your down day one down homies are. You know, like honestly, I do. I don't have a lot of friends outside of the people that work here. Like, I have a few. Like, I have a, a very select few good buddies, but outside of them, man, like. I've had so many friends just bitch about because like dude our busiest times are on the weekend yeah. like that's that's our prime time and mm-hmm. that's when everybody else is getting together outside on the weekends and it's just like dude you gotta like you gotta understand like I want to be there for sure but like this is where I'm making my money throughout the week that's where I have my slow times and we can kick it whenever and I know it's not as long or we got work the next morning I get that but you know it's just it's a part of the fucking job man yeah it it's, definitely it's tough. is definitely so you make the transition uh i'm guessing the actual the relationship between your child and your child's mom and you um faded before you could completely transition into tattooing yeah she actually she's the reason that i started tattooing full-time oh really yeah yeah um it was i'm not very good with vacation days like when people give me that shit i'm like dude i want to run through it so fast like, yeah who wants to be at work i know seriously <laughs> <laughs> especially with, like dude when it's sun shining outside the fish oh are biting, my gosh like, you're yeah. like no i'm not <laughs> i'd it. much rather much rather but uh so i i went down i came down to i had one vacation day for the entire like it was another eight months oh my god and uh she I had to use that last one on a doctor's appointment for my daughter because it was uh, jaundice, jaundice. They, mm-hmm. uh, which as a new father terrified me, dude. I was, I was, oh, yeah. so I was like, I want to be there. And they were like, well, this is your last vacation day. I was like, fuck it, use it. I'm going to be there for her. And I did. And so I was down to nothing. And then one morning, dude, I had a little, it was a Friday and I had the entire day after I got off work booked with tattoos, dude. And I had people slamming my phone with more, like, wanting to get in. And I was like, holy shit. And I went to bed. I was talking to her about it. And we went to bed, or I went to bed that morning. And when I woke up, <laughs> like, is is one of those feelings when you wake up in the morning and you just realize, like, you're way too late. Like, oh, you're yeah. looking around the room it's like, wait, it's too bright. What the hell? <laughs> Like, mine, it was the complete opposite. I was like, it's way too dark outside right now. What the hell? And I jumped up, and I ran out there, and she's just folding clothes on the couch. And I was like, what the hell? And she was like, I turned your alarm off. And I was like, so pissed. I'm like, what in the hell? She's like, dude, you need to tattoo. She's like, fuck this welding shit. She's like, you want to tattoo? You need to tattoo. Just do it. And, like, I was so, like, I was pissed and like the adrenaline from realizing I was late, I was just like, I didn't know what to do, so I just walked out on my back porch and I just sat out there for like an hour, <laughs> and I just like contemplated everything, man. Just thought about it, and I was like, you know what, dude? If I don't do it now, like, I'm not going to do it. And honestly, that's probably the best thing that's happened oh, to you. Yeah, absolutely. By far, yeah, absolutely. Just, dude. The the main reason why I could never let this career field go is based off of I a I completely get to run my own schedule mm-hmm. so the days that i'm off i dude i don't do shit besides spend time with my daughter i yeah. literally pick her up that morning we spend the entire day together i drop her off that next morning and i come to work and like i try my best to like to regulate that dude like because the, the work-life balance thing that johnny was talking about is is so important and mm-hmm. you know if, if my daughter's taking a nap or something yeah i'll grab my ipad and i'll draw but 
outside of that dude i i that's her time in my opinion you know yeah no 100 percent. like and i don't want her to ever just be sitting there bored like like come on you know and me just be on my phone pecking all day like so like clients kind of get shitty about like how long it takes to to do the shit you know but like or to get back with them with a drawing or an answer or something but dude like you got to understand like we're we're humans as well like yeah. we got to we have to use that separation because if you don't dude it just there's been it, my dad always uses this phrase that you're burning the candle at both ends mm-hmm. and there's been multiple times in my life where like it broke me down and I like I had to stop because I just I I killed myself man but yeah no um I don't know just the it, yeah, if it wasn't for her, dude, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I would not be where I am today, and, like, being my own boss, and, like, just living my life the way I want to, dude, is, it's completely owed to her, she's an asshole, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand and know where you're coming from <laughs> on that one, but, so, when you, what'd you say to Johnny when you made, when you were like, hey, it's time, like, uh, he and actually. What did he say to you? Yeah, yeah, it was the, it was the other way around. Um, he just opened Endless Inks, um, the first one, mm-hmm. and we. I was sitting at my house. Uh, I actually lived in New Carlisle at the time, okay. which is a good distance away. But yeah. it was the halfway point from Piqua, so I could tattoo, and or, I'm sorry, my family, so I could see them and work, so I can weld, and. Uh, again at this point johnny was building a shop so he had a lot of shit going on we just had my daughter so i had a lot of shit going on so we didn't speak for a couple months man and out of nowhere he messaged he messaged me on facebook he was like hey man uh do you have a jug of maticide by chance which is like our cleaning agent he was like because the health inspector's coming and mine's not going to be here to the day after he comes he's like so like i'm i really need one and i was like yeah i actually got one like i got you dude so i picked it up and went and took it to him and like I sat down in the chair beside him he was tattooing so I brought the jug and sat it down and I like sat down in the chair beside him dude I'm just like looking around the room and he's like going on with conversation and he just like looks up at me and he like catches me staring off and he was like what's up dude and I was like what and he's like you want this don't you I'm like dude you have no idea like I can't put it into words how badly I want this and He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, you know, if you can make the time, and I was like, I was like, I could figure something out, you know, I don't know, but I can make it happen. And he's like, well, we'll talk about it. And I was like, cool. And then, dude, it was it was probably about a month later. He finally messaged me, and he was like, dude, I want you to, I want you to come and work with me. He's like, you know, we'll figure out our schedule the way we, or you know, the further it goes. He's like, but I want you in here. And I was like holy shit dude like my heart started i was about pounding. to say how what what was going through your mind when he said that dude just just to have the him believe in me that to that extent where you know he felt comfortable with me being in a shop with him like i don't know just it put me on another planet because i've always wanted to be apprenticed by johnny but he was during that whole time me and him were kicking it he was during going through his apprenticeship with gene so like he didn't really have the necessities to be able to teach me how to do anything because he was still learning yeah and uh so uh, i don't know he just like he saw something in me that he fucking loved dude and like i i honestly at that point had like three apprenticeships under my belt 
that like fell through it was oh just, wow yeah yeah it just me and the the person just didn't get along and or and the one dude was a drug problem and i ain't got no time for that shit dude. oh yeah no one does and um so yeah i like when he gave me that opportunity dude like my whole freaking world changed like i was like i'm going to be like a legit set in stone artist like i'll be able to call myself that and you know just i don't know it, it was a lot of learning from johnny because he like there's just so many times where i doubted myself and shit i still do it to this day man like like i i'm a, I, in my opinion i'm a decent tattoo artist that can lay a solid tattoo like that i'm but like to be good or great like dude that's the people that i look up to you know like i i won't i can't Ego is such a big thing in this industry. Like, and if you let your head swell up, man, like you're just gonna be this prick that nobody wants to deal with. Like, exactly. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's too much. But yeah, dude. Um, then it just started. I started tattooing there, and when when me and my ex separated, um, dude, I was I was there literally every chance I got. She there was a time where she wasn't like even let me see my daughter at the you know for a quick time and yeah. Uh, that that messed with me. So like my only way to rebuttal against it was to just go to work and tattoo and keep my mind off of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's one of the points where I started burning the candle at both ends because dude I would get there at like you know eight thirty in the morning and I wouldn't leave till like three or four in the the morning the next morning you know like it was it was crazy dude I was just yeah killing myself. And I think a little bit. After that happened, once Char, Charmy, came in and started working, that's when I first met you. Yeah. And when I first met you, the first thing I noticed about you was that huge ass gun on your arm. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's sweet. <laughs> and that was when I got my first tattoo with my son's hand footprint and yeah, birthday. Yeah. And uh, when we, when uh, Johnny was tattooing me, that was a couple days later after we got it all drawn up. But after when Johnny was tattooing me, I asked him about you. I was like, oh, what's this cool guy like? And he was like, he's, he's the hardest worker I know. Like, he, he was telling me how much, how hard you worked and how, how much you've grown in just that short time from when he said, hey, like, I want you at my tattoo shop to tattoo to when he was tattooing me. Mm-hmm. He had nothing but good things to say. He, he actually talked about how he saw himself in you. And that's that was the big reason why he, why he brought you on, but I just wanted to point that out anyway. So you're you're working like a fiend. You had a short time where you didn't get to see your see your daughter, and you're killing the game. Like obviously you're killing the game. You're growing, you're you're doing good tattoos, and nothing but improving. Now you get to the point where you make the transition into the new studio which we're in right now. What was that transition like, and what? What is the big hurdles you had to go through from the transition from the old shop to the new shop, if there was any at all? Um, I, I, I highly think that people started taking us way more seriously once we moved into the shop. Like, we had the artistic ability at the old shop, but we just didn't have that look to be able to pull in all the people that we pull in. Like, you, know, you go to any tattoo shop, man, it's, there's, like, death metal, there's half-naked chicks all over the walls. Like, it's, you know, a soccer mom's not going to feel comfortable with going in there and getting tattooed. Or, or a teacher or something like that you know this place just it brings such a broad variety or horizon to just the the types of people that we have in here 
and I, I think that's why we're doing so well, man. Like, it's you can be literally any genre that you freaking can think under the sun, and you can come in here and we'll, like we'll make you feel completely and utterly at home and just comfortable, you know. And that's 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 something very hard for a tattoo shop to do, especially doing tattoos. You know, they're a little bit more private. You know, dude, I cannot tell you how many times where people just they just they feel comfortable. So they're like, you know, fuck it, dude, go ahead, you know. But um, some of the bigger hurdles that I've that I've had to face, honestly, schedules. Like I'm not a scheduled from, the, from getting into the new building. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like as soon as we got in here, like we got in here on income, or like right after income tax time comes. So we're think like you know we're we're getting slammed. Yeah, and you know we're like we're just soaking it up as much as we possibly can because we you know we, we know eventually it's going to end like it's just it's what happens yeah and dude it was like a month goes by three months goes by you know and we're still just as busy dude we're slamming like i'm having no problem filling my schedule like shit is just just a madhouse and you know there was a few artists here that that were complaining about like um uh, not being able to set shit up that are no longer here um you know i'm just like dude you just gotta be here like mm -hmm. a, a lot of my clientele i've met through walk-ins man so just being here and being able to talk to them and giving them that friendly environment man just like it hook line and sinks them and i <sighs> scheduling is one of the hardest things that i've ever had to do like it was so easy to just walk into a factory and be like, oh, I work from here to here. Yeah. You know, and do your shit. This job, dude, you ha if you're not if you're not hustling and doing what you need to do, you're not making money. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is the biggest thing that stuck out to me. It was like, you know, one day I woke up, you know, during that, that downtime where I was, my head was messed up. Um, you know, when me and my ex split, I actually moved in with Johnny. Like, oh, I started okay. living at his house. And I, me and my daughter had, uh, we had other, other places to go, but, like, Dude, you're talking like 45 minutes away from my job. Like, I, I couldn't do it. So Johnny's like, dude, come through. Like, I got you guys. And, you know, he's a brother nonetheless. Like, dude, he's been there for me at my lowest times. And, you know, he, he's just, he's an amazing fucking dude. And I, I just, like, I it, something clicked one day. And I was like, if I want to show my daughter how to be able to, to provide and to, chase your dreams and achieve those dreams like i have to get off my ass and like i just i would i wouldn't leave johnny's house dude i would sit like i would cancel all of my appointments i would sit inside i would just get stoned and fucking just all pity me bullshit mm -hmm. and dude I, I just one day it just it all fucking changed and i was like i'm i'm done with this i'm i'm taking a serious route to this shit man and but i mean still to this day dude just doing your own schedule is just such a pain in the ass like i've i've thought about hiring a fucking assistant just so i don't have to deal with the shit anymore but i just i like the the one-on-one -on -one contact with a client yeah, like this course. is what i want this is what i'm thinking as opposed to it going through somebody else and there's just shit gets crossed i don't i don't like that so i just i gotta suck it up and keep doing my schedule <laughs> <laughs> but other than that that's the only only big thing um from that transition i'll say just um the responsibility that came with the transition because I, when i was working at the old shop i was just an artist mm -hmm. when we moved into this shop i was i was promoted to manager so 
like pretty much what it was was Johnny wanted the bullshit to run through me before it got to him. That way I would know if it was like really important or if it was just dumb shit that I should deal with. And there was a couple of times where like just dumb situations that, you know, I tried to just like extinguish before it even got to be a big thing. Um, but it's never fucking easy when you're around opinionated people like it's of just course. artists yeah. they're gonna say what's on their freaking mind and it happened a lot and it just it got to a point like just i found there's there's a way to talk to people and there's a way not to talk to people oh, of course yeah and like i i don't i don't i'm dude i'm not an asshole by no means but like if it's some serious shit like dude we're gonna sit down and talk but for the most part dude i'm just gonna be like yo like Stop being a douche. <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty laid back manager, man. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, I I don't think other than that, like, I mean, just other than like just the ex- expectation of growth to you know as an artist should have, like you you should always just be progressing. So that's that's a constant, you know. And to be around so many great artists, like oh, it's yeah. it's awesome because and especially because like. You can go to anybody. Like, if some one person's too busy doing something, like, you can go to anybody. And we all have a different way of looking at things. So, dude, you might get, you know, six different freaking answers. But, you know, for the most part, um, it at the end of the day, it's it's all love. And, you know, we, we treat everybody with respect. And... You know, just the fact to be able to have that many artists to be able to like hear this is how you do shit like dude to be an apprentice now compared to back when we were apprentices like dude we had we had Johnny we had Charmaine and me that's it that's yeah no I and just to have so many people around you what's up porch talk Johnny in the house <laughs> you're talking too loud <laughs> sorry I'll whisper porch talk just got pictures of my baby I'm jumping in on this here back to Cole yeah that is the boss man but i have just a couple more questions for you one what is like the biggest trial and tribulation that you feel has changed your life dramatically other than the ones you've stated with your uh daughter's mom splitting up with you and that whole thing i would say the biggest thing that changed me dude was hearing my daughter cry for the first time like that in in that moment in itself man like i i I used to be so like self-absorbed just all about myself and did not give a shit about anyone else and finally there was a point in my life where like i had to stop thinking about myself and i had to think about somebody else and like i don't know man like there's just there's been a lot of like relationships that i just i did not do so well on that I should have man like they were amazing fucking people that I just I shit on because I could you know I was just I was so self-absorbed but you know the, the moment that my daughter came into my life man like everything changed in a blink of an eye and you know in my opinion for the better um I, I love the person that I am today that I wake up being you know being able to just wake up and have Mace run into the room fucking screaming daddy dude oh god i love it 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 makes it makes this job so much better having that responsibility like it just it just changed everything about my life 
Okay, okay. And what is something, some advice you could give to young parents, including myself? Because I look up, up to you in that regard, being such a young parent and going and growing with her. What is one big piece of advice you could give someone like me? Man, I'd say, I'd say act like a fucking kid. <laughs> like, dude, that's, that's when, like, I'm able to relate to her and communicate so much is because, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting there stressed about money or work or, or anything. I shut off business completely when I'm with her and just being able to step out of like this busy work schedule and all that shit, man, like to be able to step aside from that and like focus and talk and communicate with her like it just it, i think that's why mine and her relationship is so strong it's just because you know dude she she already at this i mean she doesn't talk a lot but like i feel like i could talk to her about anything and she could do the same to me like it's just that communication's on another level okay and i asked johnny this question i want to know your answer to it what's your definition of being a man in this day and age because oh, yeah, it's it's fucking it's it's skewed and i think there needs to be something done about that i need we need yeah. clear definition of what it is to be a man my my clear definition man is to like not only to be a good man but just to be a good person in general is just be there for the people that are there for you you know family family to me is everything like just because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be where i'm at you know and taking care of you your family your kids however the case is you know the responsibility thing that he was talking about you know as long as you're taking care of what you need to do like in in my opinion man like you know i don't want to say like the it's a new age and time where it's not the man's job to provide for that. I mean, it is, I, you know, ideally it is, but on the same hand, like dude, in this day and age, the dude, if, if the guy is the only one that's working, dude, you're struggling. Like, unless oh, he has yeah. a knock the fuck out job, like you're struggling to get by. And, you know, to be able to be able to, again, provide that work life balance, man, because you've got to be able to spend time, with your family and the people that are around you. If you're not, you're just like, you're a shell sitting there on the side of the room, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, just being a man, in my opinion, is just being there to help you, your family, your kids, just being there present and showing them that you actually give a shit just as much as they do, in my opinion. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly like I agreed with Johnny. Alright, I want you to take a couple minutes, plug whatever you want. I don't care what it is. If you want to plug anything at all, do it. Um, you talking like social media and stuff Anything, like that? yeah. Okay. Whatever uh, you want, man. I, my Facebook's Cole L. Kurtner, um, or A.L. Kurtner. My Instagram's Cole Kurtner 23 Snapchat's Cole Kurtner 23 Like, that's mostly where I send all my stuff to. I don't have twitter or anything i don't really fuck with twitter i can't yeah I don't i've tried it. it i've tried it but i was just like nah this ain't me <laughs> i don't like i agree it. i agree that's it though dude all right well hey cole thank you so much absolutely G. man thanks for having this me this is an it's awesome fun. awesome awesome interview well this has been nico and this has been porch talk thanks for listening